What is good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. We appreciate you joining once again. If you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. Of course, I'm one half of your host, Sherm. We've got my co-host, Obed, in the building. we got a returning guest, Chris, out from Pennsylvania. You might have another guest on later on as well. But we got so much to talk about, guys. This is going to be an all-NFL show this week. Let's just get right into it so we don't miss anything. Let's start with a first quick recap or significant recap of Week 17 around the NFL. Uh, first off, it's going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Obed, Derrick Henry, man, he's that, he's that, he's that dude. Once again, going for 2,000 yards this season. Man, he's he seems to be the workhorse of the, of this team, right? Uh, I would 100% agree with you. I mean, he's definitely the reason that's that they're getting fueled into the playoffs, into the postseason. Um, one thing I, I can't I can speak to is the fact that in the last three playoff games that he's played, he's gotten about. Uh, you know, almost 400 plus yards, you know, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, it is, excuse me, two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, but, you know, in his game against Baltimore and the NFC championship game, they uh, are, excuse me. Uh, no, that was, that was the no, it, pregame to the divisional round, right. 195 yards uh, on the ground on 30 carries. Uh, the game before that Tom Brady's last Patriots game, uh, 182 yards, 34 carries. Uh, I mean, he is just a stalwart. And like we, like I've said before, averaging almost 120 yards a game through the course of this season. Uh, I think it's really going to fuel through him, but they definitely need to see more from Tannehill to help balance out, keep it dynamic, keep other teams guessing. That's going to, I was going to be my question to Chris. I mean, how really, how far can this team go? I mean, do they need to rely more on Tannehill to, to get them going? I mean, I definitely think they need to leverage him a little bit more because if you look at it this, this season, Derek Henry had 378 carries. I mean, guys, I don't think we understand how how heavy that workload is. And I mean, the season's going to, you know, it's been a long season for a lot of reasons, physically and mentally. Um, and to think that Derrick Henry can take him to the promised land, um, literally on his back, carrying the team, I don't think that's feasible. It's going to have to be more on Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but I mean, yeah, at some point in time, you would think that defenses would kind of just stack the box and would put eight, nine guys in the box and kind of just prevent that run game going. But I mean, Tannehill's no slouch. Don't get me wrong. You know, and with AJ Brown on the outside as well, too. So they, they, they're definitely looking like a formidable team. But again, this guy, Derrick Henry, he is that dude. I think he is. I don't think he was, he'll win MVP anytime soon because obviously we know it's more of a quarterback driven, driven award now these days. But he, you have to put him at least in that conversation. You know what I mean? Because he is extremely valuable to the Tennessee Titans for all, for all intents and purposes. Um, Obed, you mentioned the Ravens briefly as well, too, before. Lamar coming off another 1,000-yard rushing season, the only quarterback in NFL history to do it twice. Now he does it in consecutive seasons. Ravens are hot. I got to say, the Ravens are hot. I mean, are they the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? Absolutely not. They're 0-3 against the Chiefs. Uh, and since Lamar Jackson has entered the league, he is 0-9 with the Ravens when they're trailing at halftime. And the one thing that I don't think the Ravens are going to do anytime they play the Chiefs is lead at half. Uh, so until he proves that he can win a game coming from behind or with his arm, I don't care what he's done. Yes, the man had over 500 yards of offense by himself uh, or, or coordinated 500 yards of offense with 140 plus rushing, 300 plus in the air the last time they played uh, against the, uh, the Tennessee Titans, the game that they lost but he lost that game. If he cannot learn to win an NFL pro game with his arm, he's not doing anything to the AFC, to the, uh, AFC champs and excuse me, AFC champs and Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, t- I totally get what you're saying. But yeah, they're coming. They have five straight wins heading into this playoffs now. I mean, so that's to me, that's going to fuel them a little bit more. Chris, I mean, what can the Ravens really do here to kind of compete in, the, in this deep AFC? 
I mean, they're going to have to try to figure out a way to get to uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, consistently and often. But um, to your point, are the Ravens the biggest threat to the Chiefs? No, that would be your Bills. Um, they're the only team I see out of the AFC that can go tick for tack, score for score with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, guys, the Bills just dropped a 50-dime on the Dolphins, which was considered a top 10-12 defense in this league this year. And they dropped 50 and made it look easy. So right, that's right. the team I'm really looking out for the most. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Do I mean, they drop 50 if uh, it's not Tua back there? I mean, arguably, if they have a Ryan Fitzpatrick, that game probably because there is more of a threat. Like, Tua's not doing them any favors. You think look, he's missing. Yeah, I would agree. It looks a little though, bit different with Fitz. But they still score 50, though. So, But they, you're talking about game flow. Don't just talk about a defense getting scored on. Talk about game flow and what's that look, what that looks like, uh, right? Like, your defense uh, isn't on the field and getting tired all the time, which is the problem that the Steelers were facing last year because they had no offense. You're a Steelers fan. You know this. Yeah, but I I just disagree. I, I think the offense of the Bills are just so much is such a they're so much more talented offensively, and especially with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, who are basically along with Derrick Henry round out my top five and MVPs. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers being one, Patrick Mahomes number two. But the Bills are the only team I see that have a legit threat. And if we're answering the question, are the Ravens the biggest threat to the Chiefs? I say no, it's the Bills. Okay. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Another AFC North uh, team we're going to talk about here is the Cleveland Browns. They've reached the playoffs for the first time since 2002, the longest active streak in the NFL without, without having a playoff matchup. Um, they will be out without uh, head coach Kevin Stavansky due to, due to COVID-19. He's going to be missing the game. I think special teams coach uh, will, the special teams coach will be taking uh, the lead this week uh, for the, for the Browns going up against your team. We just mentioned Chris uh, Pitt, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm just saying, obviously, this kind of changes things up a little bit, Obed. I'm sure you would agree. I mean, first of all, can they win without their head coach? And really, how far can this team go? Uh, if you look at the Browns, or specifically at Kevin Stefanski's uh, history, he's only ever held offensive skill set coaching positions. He's been an offensive coordinator before he became the Browns OC. He's a large reason of why the offense has looked a lot better of late with the pieces that he's brought in in Odell Beckham Jr. and working with Kareem Hunt. But I just don't see them being able to pull it together without having him there as part of that offensive uh, prowess. And to be quite honest, I didn't have them beating uh, the Steelers with him on the sidelines anyways. Um, yes, the Steelers took an L excuse me the Steelers are are, are took in two L's of the last couple a few games uh but I you know have a full belief that uh Mike Tomlin is going to have his team ready for a playoff game which is something that the Steelers know very well this is true Chris and I'm sure you can attest to that very much so but I mean just quick quickly just talking about the Browns are they really built for the future? I mean, they seem like they've got things worked out with Baker Mayfield. He's kind of hot sometimes, and he goes cold. I mean, I get OBJ is not there. He got he tore his ACL earlier, much earlier in the season. But what what can this team do to kind of sustain this momentum, sustain this like this this kind of sort of short term success? Well, I think it's going to be tough for this season because the last time they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh was 2003, and it's been over 25 years since they've been back to back. Um, so it's going to be difficult right now, but for the future, this team is definitely ahead of schedule, in my opinion. Um, I actually thought they were going to be more of an eight or nine win team. So I think Stefanski's done a great job. Um, I'm going to be interested to see that once they get OBJ back, how that flow is going to go and how things are going to really be rocking and rolling, or are they going to kind of sputter like they did at the beginning or with him on the offense? So I think they have a definite chance to be a top four AFC team consistently for at least the next two or three years. 
Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, they've, they've got so many weapons. I mean, they've got a two headed monster in Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt on the ground. You know, if you got great receivers in OBJ Jarvis Landry, so you would think they'd be putting up at least, you know, 35 points a game, you know, but obviously with OBJ going out, but it's really just Baker Mayfield. How consistent, how can, how consistent can, can Baker Mayfield be Obed? That's the real key. I think that needs to be answered. How consistent can he be? Cause he obviously he's the quarterback. He leads the way, right? He does, and he's supposed to. But at this point, if you've seen what they've been doing, they've been hiding him. I mean, they've been utilizing the fact that they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb who's been on fire of late. Uh, you know, and, and it's weird. I don't know if that offense is made to, to manage having two alpha dogs as far as wide receivers. You really only see uh, the explosion of Jarvis Landry when either OBJ is hurt or the end of the season when they start pivoting the offense to running through him and just having OBJ do clear out. Um, mm-hmm. As far as uh, Baker, I mean, again, I was adamant this year. Do not be surprised if you saw the Browns do well. Do not be surprised if you saw a 10-win Brown team. Do not be surprised if you saw mm-hmm. the Browns in the playoffs because they have an easy schedule. This is right. all coming crashing down next year. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really play much. I mean, outside of the division, the play to Washington was a bad team. Mediocre team. Cowboys, a bad team. You know, the Raiders, the Texans, a bad team. The Eagles, the Jaguars. Yeah, the Giants, you know. Anybody who played the NFC East this year probably had a good season. Right, right. And yeah, and they look, they look, they played the Jets as well, too. The Jet, you know what I mean? So they, yeah, they had, they had a pretty easy schedule, I bet so you're 100% right on there. Moving along, uh, let's talk about another quarterback. Um, in Philadelphia, Chris, the city where you're at. So I know there's a lot buzzing around there. The last game, the Eagles bench Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter, down by three. There's a whole bunch of con- controversy over that, bringing in the Nate Sudfeld. Um, first of all, let me ask you this Was that the right move? And now, have, have they found their new franchise quarterback in Jalen Hurts? I mean, it, it was the right move for what Doug Peterson was trying to accomplish <laughs> and, 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 and in his own, his own personal reasons. Um, absolutely wasn't the right move in regards to winning the game. Did I think it was kind of, you know, a bad look on, on the team in the league? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't get as up in arms and outraged as everyone else does. I mean, heck, they were literally doing a tank for Tua last year. Like that was literally a marketing piece. Uh, this year, same thing like tank for, for Trevor. So I don't want to hear it about this one game. It's one game. Um, do they have the right quarterback? I'm not sure, Sherman. Uh, I mean, even though, yes, the offense did look better and the flow to Obed's point of the game was obviously a lot better when Jalen Hurts was in there, but he still didn't have a winning record. He still had a lot of turnovers. Um, I, I don't think he's completely ready. And honestly, now with them getting the number six pick, it looks like, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped a quarterback here. Really, you think they're going to go another quarterback after just drafting Jalen Hurts last year in, in the second round? You think they're going to go another quarterback? So they're pretty much they're going to move on from from Carson Wentz, and you're saying Jalen Hurts is not the answer either. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's interesting. I, I'll bet. I'm I mean, not going to say they're going to do it, but I, let's just say I'm not going to be surprised. Okay, I mean, oh man, it's been said, oh, that Carson Wentz will request a trade this coming off season. But man, that's 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 kind of a bold statement from Chris there, Obed. Wouldn't you agree to the fact that Jalen Hurts isn't the answer, Carson Wentz isn't the answer as well too? Because remember, Carson Wentz has that huge contract, so they still got to figure out what they're going to do with that. Yeah, we haven't seen enough from Jalen Hurts to say that he's not the answer. I mean, flat out. I mean, what did he play four games at most? The four two, three and a half. Games, right, right. Yeah, that, that's, that's not enough to say that he's ready to go, especially with a team that was injured, didn't have a defense behind him, uh, and really is is aging and ailing. Like they have a lot of thirty year old players on that team that's going to be gone. The uh, Hurts to Goddard effect is going to be there. Fulton is going to be there. Uh, you know, they just picked up uh, Jalen Rager. You know, they're building a young co- cohesive team. They're going to take that number six, which is what they should have done uh, and lose that game so that they can go get an offensive tackle on the left 
playoff side to get rid mm-hmm. of Jason Peters and protect their blind side for their new quarterback, mm-hmm. who is a primetime quarterback. What's pro- I think the problem is as soon as he cut his hair and left Alabama, people forgot that this is Jalen Hurts we're talking about. I would yeah. always take a chance on a premier caliber player of his ilk over some of the guys that have been out there that you think, I don't know who North Dakota, South Dakota, wherever that S storm of a college that Carson Wentz went to, but he is not a big time player, big time playmaker, and he's not ready for the big leagues. He'll be fantastic when he plays for uh, former coaches he's worked with in Chicago or in Indianapolis, but mm-hmm. he is done in, in a yeah, it, and, it was and, North know, Dakota State, by the way. And you know, the only <laughs> thing is that, and why I said I wouldn't be surprised is because uh, not too long ago, remember a guy by the name of Josh Rosen, not saying him and Hurts are the same type of player, but what I'm saying is he was a top, I think, 10 pick. I think he was the 10th overall pick. And literally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the next year, obviously, they, they took Kyler Murray. There were situationals with the, with the coach coming in. Obviously, they had that relationship. Kingsbury, right. Yeah, so I, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying I would not be surprised if they took a quarterback. It, that would certainly be interesting to say the least. Yeah, I mean, Philly, uh, I think with that with that loss, they jumped up from, I think they were going to be the ninth pick. Now they jumped up to the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, do they, I'll bet, do they go after, like you said, mentioned, with some, get, get a nice offensive lineman there, you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a, sl- there's a plethora of offensive linemen in this draft. So I guess we've got to see what happens there. But yeah, Carson Wentz, you know, I think Chris, I think you just said it, or you'll bet you said it, could he end up in Indianapolis with his old, co- old, old coordinator, Frank Wright? That's a possibility too, because it's probably going to say that Phil Rivers will probably retire after this season because he only signed a one a one year deal. So can he end up in Indianapolis? Um, there's there's plenty of places for him to go, but we'll see how it goes. Um, in other news, now we talk about let's talk about some head coach firings. Of course, we all know this was coming. Chris, you said it many times that uh, Adam Gase with the New York Jets he was going to go, <laughs> right? As Chris makes the face on camera here, um, but yeah. So now they are locked into the number two pick. Um, obviously, winning a couple games actually hurt them. So they're probably not going to get Trevor Lawrence, who did declare for the draft. We all, we all know. So do they pick a quarterback at number two, or do they draft down and kind of get some more, get some collect some picks and get some other pieces in this team? Yeah, I mean, it was bad for them in regards to not getting Trevor Lawrence, but I actually think it was really good for the team, the team themselves and the players that are there and that are going to be there next year. Um, I think they really rallied around each other those last few weeks. So I was actually impressed with what with what they did. Um, I think, Sherman, the best play here is actually to get a haul for that number two pick. You could probably get two firsts and a second um, going down to San Francisco. San Francisco's looking and sounding like they're going to be um, pulling the plug on the Jimmy G experiment. So I think them jumping up, I think they're at 12 right now. I could be wrong on that, but, uh, yes, I believe, they're at 12. San Francisco's yeah, at 12 right now. Yeah. I think they could get, cause, cause the 49ers have a, a lot of draft picks to give up that they could. So I actually think they could get a haul and in one draft, they could get their tackle, a stud receiver and a, a shutdown cornerback all from just getting rid of that number two pick and then figuring out their quarterback situation, um, either free agency or next year. I think they 100% go offensive line with that with the first pick. I mean, they if they stay at number two, I think they get the, the kid out of Oregon. At least you get that left tackle spot, secure that, you know, secure Sam Donald's blind side there. Um, I don't think you give up on Sam Donald just yet. It just was a bad situation with Adam Gase. He'd go after the – but, yeah, could they draft down, get some more picks? Excuse me, that might be the way to go, dude. I mean, Obed, what do you think What do you think the Jets do here with, the, with that second overall pick? I really think that they're going to trade down get a buttload of stuff just the way that Chris is talking um, and then still be able, like you said, this is offensive line. 
lineman heavy draft. Uh, I believe it's a tight end heavy draft as well, wide receivers as well. So you can really fill out a team if you stack as many picks as possible and know that you're still getting a first round caliber, high first round caliber guy at the low first, uh, early second. Like some of those second and third rounders this year are going to be on your roster for the next five, six years easily. Right, right, right. I mean, but who knows? I mean, some people are saying they could end up still getting a, Q, a QB at number two. Do they go after Ohio State's Justin Fields? Who, dude, I, I picked that game. Do I said Ohio State would win that game? I'm high. I've been. I said it because of Justin Fields. I've been on high. I've been high on Justin Fields a little bit, as you know, since last year. People are sleeping on this kid, and I think because they only played five games, that's the only reason why Justin Fields was not a Heisman, Heisman Trophy candidate. You know, because if they got to play all their entire schedule, he would 100 would have been in the, one of the Final Four, probably ahead of Mac Jones. That's all I'm going to say there. But um, other news, Jaguars also fired their head coach, Doug Marone. So obviously they've got the first pick with their one in 15 uh, record. Do they draft Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick? Obviously, because he declared he didn't officially declare for the draft today. Obed. Do they get Trevor Lawrence? Yes or no? <sighs> Uh, yes. I mean, honestly, the, the thing is, it doesn't really help anybody uh, in the Jaguars organization to go and get Trevor Lawrence uh, now in the fact that he's not going to be on a team that is filled out. They need to replace a lot of the defensive players that they lost between Yannick Ngakwe and some of those individ- other individuals. The wide receiver core isn't really great. Yes, you have DJ Chark. Meh. James Robinson, great running back, a stud that they found undrafted free agent. Uh, and, you know, I think they have a decent offensive line. That being said, that team needs work. You're talking about a 1-15 and 15 team. It's not one guy is not going to turn that around. If, if they bring him in, you then end up with a what a four and 12, a five and 10, and you know, a five or excuse me, uh, five and what is that? Five, and five and 11, 11, five and 11 team, excuse me. It'll be 17 games. So five and 12 team. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it's, oh, yeah. yes, there, you're going to see an increase and it's great that you want to have a, a quarterback and know that you have a guy who can deliver the ball, but don't screw up his, his maturation. Don't screw up what could be him being a great player in the future by not filling the team out around him. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't even have a, a coach or a, or a GM for that matter right now, Chris. So it's kind of weird, you know, you're not sure who's going to be in there to lead this kid on. So if you, if you do draft him, right? Well, I mean, the question is, do you take Trevor Lawrence? Like, duh. I mean, you only get a once every, you know, Peyton Manning, John Elway, you know, type of, of, of generational talent. Um, but usually, guys, we know how this is. With number one overall picks and quarterbacks, they're always usually going to bad teams. Like, that's how you have to be the number one team. They always need help um obed made a great point robinson stud running back out of nowhere thank you he helped me a lot in fantasy um they do have a lot of picks um they have a a lot of cap space coming up so and then also you know the rumblings of certain coaches that might be interested there urban meyer um or even you know Dabo sweeney they're talking about which i think would be crazy if 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 they basically if they pulled a kingsbury and and a kyler murray somehow kind of situation i'm just saying i've heard things but um, no I think that's a long shot. But I, I think Urban Meyer's the better opportunity. But um, I think they have a lot of potential. I think this is actually a better situation for him going into than if it would have been the Jets. Yeah, I mean, it could possibly turn out that way. But I guess you know we'll see. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. I think he is a dynamic, dynamic uh, player. So, uh, but yeah, you probably do. You probably, yeah, most likely yeah, they do draft him, but I think it's going to also depend because you don't want to see what happened with Sam Darnold and be put in a bad situation like he had with Adam Gates. You know what I mean? So Trevor Lawrence could go number one overall and get put in a bad situation if they bring in some mediocre 
or you know, or, you know, some coach there or an GM. So I think that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with things. I mean, was- Andrew Luck went to a bad team in the Colts, and within two years turned them around to a winning team. I mean, and, and I actually and all the all the draft. Yeah, but the Colts first- had 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 players though. Yeah, but they're actually saying that you know, from a generational talent standpoint, Trevor Lawrence is even ahead of Andrew Luck. So I, I think if anyone's going to turn that ship around, it would be this kind of a player. Gotcha. All right. We'll see what happens there. The LA Chargers also fired their head coach, Anthony Lynn, which is unfortunate there. I think that is probably um, one of a, one of a, one of the, one of the many coaching opportunities that I think to me is the most intriguing. And I wanted to talk about the, all the openings between Detroit, Jacksonville, Atlanta, which we just talked about Atlanta, Houston, the Jets, and now the Chargers. Obed to you, what is the most intriguing uh, openings there? Oh man. I mean, I think, I think it might just be the chargers. I mean, there's, for me, it, it, there is a chance that uh, to Chris's point, I think that the Jaguars uh, opportunity could be good, but it would be so many new pieces. It would, it, the Jaguars opportunity now feels like the Oakland Raiders opportunity that, uh, that John Gruden stepped back into where he's got a bunch of picks. He's got a cohesive team. He's got to shed some contracts, but he'd be able to build something out in the Jack, the, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders have not looked terrible as of late. Um, just not over the hump just yet. Now, that being said, I think it's the Chargers space because Justin Herbert is as advertised. Thank God he worked out, you know, you've got a great running game there, uh, with, uh, uh, I can't remember. He just came back from it. Austin Eckler, um, and you can add another another th- th- uh, thumper if you wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. They've got great wide receiver core, you know, with Mike Williams uh, and Keenan Allen. Allen yes. They've got a great tight end in Hunter Henry. Uh, good defense, offensive line. They are a team built to make some noise, but they're in a division where you've got to be able to cut your teeth against the best. Um, and so I think that's probably the most intriguing position. And all you got to do is add some pieces, and you can make something happen. Yeah, I think they can definitely make some things happen, Chris. I mean, I, I, like I said, I think it is uh, the LA Chargers the most intriguing opening. Um, I even say, I, I would want to say Houston, being that you have your franchise QB and Deshaun Watson, but they don't have many draft picks or don't have so many good draft picks. You know, they gave up so much with the Laramie Tensel deal, you know, and they didn't get the return when he was supposed to get for DeAndre Hopkins, you know. So the team is just kind of, uh, you know even though they've got their quarterback too. But Chris, out of, the, out of those six, what, what do you think is the uh, the best one there? Well, I already made my case for, for Jacksonville. And then Sherman, I mean, you kind of stole my thunder there. I was going to say Houston uh, because of, <laughs> of the fact of what you said. You have you had Deshaun Watson, a franchise quarterback, who had arguably one of the best seasons in NFL history for a quarterback of a horrible team, losing team. Like, I mean, his stats mm. he threw up. If it wasn't for a band being on a bad team, he'd be in the MVP conversation as well. Um, he's phenomenal. Right, right. And they, I think they do have more pieces around them. They got veteran players on defense. Um, I, I think they have the best potential at, at a quicker turnaround. Let's put it that way, at least to being a 500 or nine and seven or what I'm sorry now, nine and eight upcoming ball club. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. I would say Houston. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy. He had it a phenomenal year. He actually led the league in passing yards of over the 4,800 yards. You know, and he was he was tied for seventh with in, with touch in touchdowns with thirty three. You know, he had a phenomenal only seven interceptions, dude. He had an outstanding year, and this is with really no weapons. Let's let's be honest, folks. He really didn't have many many weapons on this squad. You know what I mean? Brandon Cooks, all right. Will Fuller didn't play much. You know, he was often injured. Kiki QT, like, come on. You know, they didn't get the capital they were supposed to get for DeAndre Hopkins, so it's kind of sad. But I do. I mean, yeah, we all know he's a franchise QB, but just being that with the pieces and you're and you're, you're kind of wasting 
wasting J.J. Watt's time. It's, it's, I think it's absolutely unfair. J.J. Watt, one of the most phenomenal defensive players I think we've seen in the last 10, 15 years, probably even all, all time. time. You all know, time. exactly. So <laughs> I think, to be honest, speak, just quickly, if you don't mind, before we move on, J.J. Watt, I don't think he's back in Houston. I honestly don't think he he deserve or say he deserves to be on a winning team. Let's just say that he deserves to get one. If he can go there and stay healthy. Oh yes, staying healthy. He's often injured, so I will give him that. Maybe he jumps ship and goes to Baltimore, goes to Kansas City. He doesn't seem like that. He seems like that kind of guy that like you know stick around. He goes down with the ship, you know, captain kind of thing, and he's just I don't see him ever leaving. Right? No, I. I mean, you know, I, I, I do. He seemed, seemed like that kind of guy. He's like, you know what? This is my squad. I've been, I've been here all these years. I'll go out like, I'll go out like that. You know what I mean? But hey, he's a hell of a player. Let's get into our next segment. You right, you mad. Um, oh, bed. I will go to you first, and I'll say this to you: the Chicago Bears should move on from both quarterbacks in Nick Foles and Mitchell Minivan Trubisky. Uh, I 100% believe that you are right, Sherman. I mean, you're not getting much out of uh, Trubisky to the point that you bench him to start the season. You give the team to Nick Foles. You then, about when Foles is injured, because Foles can't seem to stay healthy anymore at this part of his career, maybe he's just getting older and not bones are, aren't as strong as they used to be, uh, you bring Trubisky back. He gives you a little bit of spark against some games that maybe he shouldn't have won against some teams he probably absolutely was going to win against. Uh, but this is Mitchell Trubisky. This is the minivan, right? This is, this is the mom wagon we're talking about here. He is not, he, right. He is not a long-term solution. I think it's time for them to bring somebody else in. Uh, I, I think this is an opportunity to try to bring in Wentz, see what they can do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you want to have Trubisky tied to you for the next three, four years for 130, $140 million. Yeah, all right. Okay. M- makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense there. Obed. Yep. Good, good point. Oh, Betty, you got another question here for Chris, right? I do have another question here for Chris. Chris, you right, you mad. Jimmy G will be in a San Francisco uniform next season. <laughs> oh, Betty, you mad. <laughs> I told you, there are already the rumblings that I'm trying to shop that uh, pick, uh, jump up from 12 all the way to two to pick up Justin Fields. Um, the contract just isn't – that the Jimmy G has, you know, he hasn't played up to it. Injuries have played a part of it. But San Francisco, they're in a win-now mode. They know they're not really yes. built sustainably for the future, and they need to win now. So they're getting up, They're trying to you know, either get another quarterback or, or draft a franchise guy that they think can take him there right away. So I don't think he's back, no. Other than Nick Bosa on that defensive side, they're, they're 100% in win-now mode. Nick Bosa will be around there for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? He's just, just a monster. You keep him there at all costs. But other than that, you don't really have other guys for a long term. To right? give you an idea, cap hit. 25 mil this year, 26 two next year, 27 the year after that. For Jimmy G? I don't know if that's as bad as some of the other quarterbacks out there, really, when you think about, you know, some of the guys we talked about. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> this, this was like pre-COVID numbers, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. Let's get into the picks. So obviously, we were entering the first round of the NFL playoffs this weekend. Uh, we'll start with the AFC. Of course, Kansas City has the number one overall spot. So they earned their right to have the only buy this year since we have the first year with seven teams. Of course, the first damn year with seven teams. And of course, my Bills get the number two pick would normally would have had a had a buy, but damn it, now we had to play a game. It is what it is. Um, well, speaking of the Bills, let's get it to number two. Bills play are are playing host to the number seven Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, you know, guys, you, you guys know where I'm going. I'm going with Buffalo all the way here. 
Colts had Colts had a decent year. I will say they the Colts did better than what I thought they would do. You know, finishing at eleven and five, the Colts did much better. You know, Philip Rivers had a pretty good year for them, bringing him on that one term de- year deal did kind of work out. We'll see what their future holds for him if he does retire or they bring in like he, like I said before, maybe possibly Carson Wentz. But I'm going Buffalo all the way here. I, I can't go against my Bills in this one. Uh, I think this is an easy one. Obed easy one for me i mean i'm gonna give it to buffalo and indianapolis had the record that they had really more so because of the uh fantastic defense that they've had xavier rose seems to have had a resurgence for them helping become back coming back to being a lockdown corner um but yeah i gotta give it to buffalo i mean they're dynamic you know if you're not willing to cover uh uh uh, Stefan Diggs. I mean, this man almost had 1,600 yards in the air. My goodness gracious. Mm. Um, and so, you know, that's that's going to be something that's really hard to overcome. But we'll see. Indianapolis will give him a test. Uh, you know, I think what we haven't seen is people get at uh, the quarterback there, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had an amazing season this year. Mm. Um, uh, but, yeah, I got to go with Buffalo. Yeah, Chris, Buffalo at Indy. Who you got? Oh, the, the Bills, man. I mean, they're just too good. Like I said, I think they're the only offense in the NFL that can stick with uh, KC. Um, I think it's going to be another phenomenal performance by MVP candidates Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Um, and unfortunately, it's going to be a first-round exit again for Phillip Rivers in the playoffs and probably going to be the one to end his career. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Phillip Rivers will probably never win a Super Bowl. He's definitely a future Hall of Famer. But yeah, I think Buffalo is just too much. Josh Allen, MVP, like you said, MVP candidate, finished fifth in, in the league in passing yards. Stephon Diggs finished first in receptions and in and in yards this season. Man, hell, hell of a combo there. They definitely got the, got the right man for the job. They'd help them out in this offseason. Um, Chris, let's go to your Pittsburgh Steelers playing host to, to Cleveland Browns. They just played them again last week. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different. Steelers only had Mason Rudolph at the helm. They were rusting Ben Roethlisberger because they knew pretty much they were going to get the number three, three, three spot locked up. So let's just see. Um, I will go with Pittsburgh. Cleveland, it just, I don't think they can keep up with them. Like you said, Chris, they haven't beaten th- Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh in, in you know, forever. So I'll go Pittsburgh here. Yeah, I actually think this is going to be extremely tight. Um, I don't know why, because to the, your point, like you said, you know, P- Pittsburgh was basically playing, you know, scrubs and the game was actually fairly close uh, last week. So um, I take Pittsburgh as well, but I'm not completely confident in the pick. Okay. Oh, even though it's your squad. All right. Obed, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, excuse me, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, who you got? Don't feel bad, Chris. I've been not picking my squad all year. We all know why. Um, I'm going to go Pittsburgh on this one just because it's playoff football. Pittsburgh knows how to play, at least to get out of the first round. Um, the next round will definitely be harder, but this is an d- opponent they know, a foe, th- a foe that they've played uh, as recently as last week. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So if there's anything that that uh, Cleveland thinks they're going to show them that they haven't seen yet, that's a lie because you put it all on tape already. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next matchup, Tennessee at Baltimore. We talked about it briefly before. You know what? I'm going to go Baltimore here. I was originally going to go Tennessee, but I'm going to switch on my pick. I'm going to go Baltimore here in this one, fellas. Um, I think I said Baltimore coming off five straight wins. They're hot right now. Uh, like Lamar is, is is playing great ball. Uh, I think they've just got too many weapons. I think Tennessee is too focused on giving Derrick Henry and feeding Derrick Henry the ball. I think Buffalo, I mean, excuse me, Baltimore's defense steps up and shuts him down. He may go off, let's say, for 110 or 120 yards on the ground, but I don't think he's going for, like, let's say, 180 or 200. So uh, I'm going to go Baltimore, Obed. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, this one was kind of tough for me. Um, 
because they're getting some great running from J.K. Dobbins. I mean, he seems to have changed the, the dynamic for them, and really, I, more so, Baltimore seemed to have been trying to hold out before they unloaded, unleashed this offense where they're utilizing him. Uh, that being said, Tennessee has had their number. Uh, while Baltimore is going to spend a lot of their time trying to stop uh, King Henry, I have a feeling that they're going to start seeing some things in the in the secondary that they are not prepared for, knowing that Corey Davis is starting to show his his first round pedigree. Uh, AJ Brown is showing his first round pedigree. Uh, they are getting some great work from uh, Anthony Fersker, the uh, other tight end on the other side of Jonu Smith. Uh, and, you know, they just have a really good offensive line. I think I think Tennessee knows how to play Baltimore. Uh, again, they were way in the lead the last time these two played. Yes, uh, Baltimore was able to come back a little bit, but they did. Tennessee did end up winning that game. I'm going to go Tennessee. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore won, but I'm going to go Tennessee. Chris, Tennessee and Baltimore, who you got? Um, I'm going with Tennessee for the exact reason Obed actually mentioned is that they know how to play Baltimore. They, they know how, where, and what they're going to do in a lot of situations. So um, I think King Henry, actually Sherman, is going to have one of those monster performances. I think he's going to go for a buck 60, buck 70. And then that train's going to come rolling and slowing down into the next round. And then they're unfortunately going to lose because he's going to be gassed. So I'm going to go Tennessee in this one. Okay. All right. I like the pace. We'll see how it's, let's see. Let's see. We'll see who's right here in this one. Um, let's move it over to the NFC. Of course, we know Green Bay has that first round by Aaron Rodgers probably will be getting MVP, which has had a phenomenal year. You know, he's that bad man. So first up, let's go New Orleans. The number two seat facing the number seven in Chicago Bears. I'm going to go to New Orleans all the way here. I think it's kind of an easy one here. Chicago just doesn't have enough to keep up with him. I think Drew Brees needs to be healthy, of course. You know, he's still, even though he's been playing, he's still kind of lingering from that, you know, that rib and chest injury. But I think if you have a full squad, it's, it's an easy one for the Saints here all bad, right? Yeah, this is why I wasn't a favor of them changing the playoff settings and you know, taking away the second round, the, the number spot, two spot by, and then adding the number seven team. Chicago doesn't need to be in the postseason. We don't need to see you. We don't need Mitchell Trubisky having some kind of a reason to think that he deserves to keep his job, right? <laughs> um, so yes, like on the AFC side, yes, I think it's good that Indianapolis is in there as an 11 win team. Good for them. Mm -hmm. uh, on this side, there's no reason for Chicago to be in there. This is an easy win for New Orleans to me. But we really needed to see this New Orleans versus Los Angeles because Justin Herbert getting another shot at bombing balls in, uh, in the Superdome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Chris, uh, New Orleans at Chicago, who you got? I'm actually glad Chicago is in the playoffs because you know why? The number four seed should not be in the playoffs. Let's be honest here. Facts. <laughs> the Red Redskins. So, um, Watching yeah, the football team, you mean? They're a division. They're a division winner. Yeah. Uh, you guys, oh, you guys keep it. They're well, if you well, win your division, well, you deserve well, to be no, represented. No, it's absolutely. You know, I've talked about this. It's it means nothing. Are you to not? Me. You're not going to represent a division. You're just that no, division no, didn't get to play. I don't care. Don't care. That's yeah. ridiculous. Don't care. No, you, you should do what the NHL did a few years back when they changed up the format. Just went the uh, the eight best teams on each side. That's it. That's it. That's and it. By record. So, anyways, to this question though, New Orleans is definitely going to win. Too many weapons. Camara, <laughs> like that's all you need is Camara. Camara can single-handedly win them this game. Literally six touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we will get we'll get into that Washington uh, topic here in a second, but let's go to Seattle at Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I think the Rams, even though are a formidable team here, I think, I mean, it depends if Jared Goff is playing. He, he had surgery on that thumb or hand, so that's going to be tough. If he's not, if he's out, yeah, they're done for sure. If he's playing, I think the game is, is a little bit closer, but I, don't, I still don't think see them winning. So I'm going to go Seattle all the way here, I'll bet. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Seattle as well. Again, this team, I don't know why LA fired their coach before this game. You know what I mean? Like, what? Why? Why not let him play this game and then 
uh, uh, oh, wait, I'm thinking of the Chargers, not thinking of the Rams. Rewind that. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah. wait. Uh... Uh, so, excuse me. Um, uh, <laughs> Roll back the tape, folks. <laughs> what, is, what is this fool's name? Uh, 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 Jared Goff. Jared Goff is not yeah. going to be in this game, I don't believe, especially just having surgery on his thumb. There's no way that that thumb surgery is going to give him the ability to throw a, an accurate ball, uh, which he does often throw an accurate ball. He just doesn't make the right read all the time. Um, I am going to say that this is going to be Seattle all the way, but we'll see if they can make it through to the next round because I think that Seattle's putting too much pressure on Russell. Wilson yes let Russ cook but you need to be running the ball well you need to have somebody else step up and be a, a target outside of the two great wide receivers they have yeah and I think as of as of yesterday they're still uncertain if he will play in this game but Chris we got Seattle at Los Angeles it's Seattle uh, they'll, they'll get this week but then after that I'm not too sure all right okay and the last NFC matchup for the wild card weekend Washington at Tampa Bay we talked about it quickly and I think I talked about it before um Washington should not be in the playoffs. Let's because let's think about it this way: If Washington had lost that game against Philadelphia, the New York Football Giants would have been in the playoffs, and they would have been six. They're six and ten. Washington finished at seven and nine. If they would have lost. They would have been six and ten with a three-way tie. You tell me a six and ten team deserves to be in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Okay? Did the six and ten team Giants win the Super Bowl? Mm, they were not six and ten. They were not six and ten. They were nine and six. They were not. They were nine and seven. The last team that was under 500 to win a playoff game was Seattle. Seattle, they're seven and nine. Yes, seven and nine with the uh, the beast quake. Yes, yes. Mm, So I'm telling you right. So that's why I don't. I'm not. I don't like that they're the division winners. Nonetheless, let's go to let's go to the matchup quickly here. Uh, Washington to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay all the way. Too many weapons. Too many. Too much. Washington. Alex Smith, you know, he had a, he's had a great year coming back from that. Comeback player of the year. Comeback yeah, player yeah, of the year. For sure. Got from a horrific injury. Amazing. Horrific injury. So, yeah. But unfortunately, they're running into Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. So, let's let's go Bucks. Chris, who you got? Tampa Bay coming on the right time of the year. Yep. All bad? Tom Brady is about to give Chase Young goat herpes. Let's go. <laughs> oh, got him. Yeah, Chase Young talking that nonsense. Yeah, you, he going to learn today, folks. He going to learn today. <laughs> oh, man. Quickly before we head out here, I want to get your Super Bowl picks, guys. What, who do you think is going to play in the Super Bowl, and who do you think will win? I said it a few weeks back, even before the season started. I said Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Does my pick change? I'm going to still say KC out of the AFC. I know I probably should be saying Buffalo. People wondering, why are you not saying Buffalo? I just can't go against KC. They're too much. So I will go KC out of the AFC. Don't be surprised if it's Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay somehow gets past um, the second round, I think they can win. But Green Bay, uh, it's still it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still obviously you know, that, that dude. But it's going to be KC versus Tampa Bay or KC versus Green Bay. And I say KC wins it, wins it again. Obed, who you got quickly? KC, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay wins it because there's no uh, David Bakhtiari. There's no left tackle to protect mm. uh, the blind side of Aaron Rodgers. So we'll True. see what he looks like without him. True story. Okay. And then you say and you say Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Chris, quickly, who you got in the Super Bowl? Um, I actually think it's going to be Tampa Bay because it's Tom freaking Brady. But I, what I really want is KC and Green Bay. Green Bay wins. Aaron Rodgers proves that anyone. He's still that bad man. <laughs> All right, we'll see how it goes. Well, so Green folks, Bay wins the Super Bowl. That's my pick. Boom. Green Bay wins the Super Bowl. Okay, cool. I like it, dude. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. We appreciate you uh, joining in once again, Chris. Thank you for being aboard. Uh, for guys, folks, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as on Twitter at DWWENT. For Chris, for Obed, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.